yesterday I watched two thousand one, Space Odyssey, and I wanted to come back today and report to you. But what did you say? Why didn't you watch two thousand ten? What was that about? No, 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 no. I, I didn't. To- I didn't say why didn't you watch two thousand and ten. I just said, oh, you should watch two thousand and ten as well. I wanted so bad to be in your good books. I wanted it so in badly. My, in my good, <laughs> just book. wanted you to respect me. And then it's like the only time I try to watch something for you, it's like, oh, I should have watched the other one instead. In my good books, what? Yeah. <laughs> oh dear! But you've never seen two thousand and one. No, it is an important film, and it's like a classic piece of sci-fi, etc. And Hal nine thousand, Daisy, Daisy, open the pod bay doors. I'm sorry, I can't do that, Dave. That's 2001, right? Yes, that is. Okay. As opposed to Dave, hello Dave, which is League of Gentlemen, which you clearly didn't know. <laughs> Never mind. There's an unending list of things I need to watch to catch up with you. Oh, I've not, I've not watched anything. It's like a running joke that I've not watched anything. People will name a film, but you haven't watched that, have you, Mike? And it's like, no. You really need to watch Fight Club. Yeah. Well. You really do. I was saying to you that when you record something, you feel absolved of watching it almost. It's like, oh, I can watch it whenever I like now. So, yes, I should watch Fight Club. But then I bought it on DVD and then I just felt no urge to watch it. Actually, funnily enough, the only device I own that could actually play Fight Club is dead now. (laughs) We can talk about that later. Here's another question. Do you have an optical drive on your PC? No. It's the future. I think it confuses people because people go, oh yeah, it must be behind that flap. And they open the flap and it just opens into this empty void. And like, oh, okay. We can talk about that later. We can talk about that later. Okie doke, okie doke. Okay, this is all just build up to the real thing. What? Random filler? No, the fact you got something wrong. Oh, I've had I got something oh, I- oh dear. It's okay. I get stuff wrong all the time. It's happened so much, it's not a big deal. No, I get things wrong all the time too. I just thought it, would- I just thought it would be funny to mention it. Although I was particularly wrong on this one. I just thought it was particularly funny how particularly wrong I was because E3, I was saying Mario X Rabbids looks like bullshit minigames. But not only is it not bullshit minigames, it's actually Final Fantasy Tactics, basically. So it's gone from my least favourite genre to my most favourite genre. Are you going to get it? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if I can look past the fact that it's rabbits. Actually, it looks really funny. But there's there's one where the rabbit. Oh, I don't know if they have names, but he is dressed up as Princess Peach. Yeah, looks epic. It's pretty funny. It is pretty funny. I just can't tell if it'll annoy me after a while because just play on mute. That's what I do. No, please do not play on mute. You've got this. Oh dear. Yeah, you have this real thing about playing things on mute unless it's the wreck of the serendipity. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I just think tactics games, I'd like a more serious tactics game, you know. Final Fantasy Tactics was just so good. And then most other tactics games now are all a bit twee or ridiculous. I mean, I guess XCOM is quite serious, but even that's a little bit B-movie. In setting? Yeah, I think so. Is that an issue? It doesn't have the gritty, you know, Warring Kingdoms stuff of... Anyway, whatever. And Phoenix Point's going to be a letdown, so you should build your own. I should build my own. Phoenix Point may or may not prove to be a letdown. It is very early at this point. But I did watch that video and was kind of, hmm, not sure how I feel about this. So you've said you operate on the tactics side of the spectrum. April's totally on the other side. She was ecstatic when she saw a Rabbids game announced. She was like, bullshit minigames, <laughs> yay, my favourite genre. My childhood. But no, 
I had to tell her that it's not like that at all. It's a serious hardcore strategy game. And they're beating each other. They're killing each... I don't know. They, yeah, they're probably killing each other. They've got guns. They gave Mario a gun. That's Sonic's thing. And they're rabbits? Or they some they rabid rabbits? They're rabbits. Which are like rabbits, but trademarked. So they're rabbits in drag as well. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that thing. What's not to like? <laughs> What's not to like? <laughs> Yeah, it's really funny. Do you see the Donkey Kong rabbit as well? Like, there's one of, there's like a corresponding rabbit for every member of the Mario cast. This brings me. Is there, is there a Yoshi rabbit? <laughs> there must be. This brings me on to an interesting question. How do you feel about dressing up pets? Will you dress up your beagle? No. <laughs> I say no, but probably yes. Actually, you know, I'm just going to contradict myself here again. I was just thinking. In my Final Fantasy Tactics slash NetHack dungeon crawler, which I keep meaning to make but never making, I was totally planning to have some... You know, it's really fun when you fight an enemy party in this kind of game. Like, you've got monsters, but... Or, I don't know. I saw you playing Baldur's Gate 2 randomly the other day. Was that for Steam achievements? Yes. Okay. Okay, now I'm disappointed again. But, you know, the bits in Baldur's Gate 2 where you have to fight an enemy party. Like, fighting an enemy party is really fun in this sort of game. It's like, you never know what they're going to do because they've got all the same skills as you. And I was thinking... You should have to fight an enemy party, but they should all be beagles. They should be like the beagle brigade, and they should all be wearing adorable neckerchiefs of different colours and holding different weapons in their mouths. So maybe I would do that. I'd get my beagle a small sword and a neckerchief, and it can cosplay as Sif, the great grey wolf. Have you played Dark Souls? I know about the wolf. You know about the wolf. The wolf is so cool. Thanks to Reddit. Just be funny now. Just you know, <laughs> talk about Kevin. <laughs> talk about Kevin. Oh, you know what? You know what I do want to mention? Kevin's ice cream maker. This is the funniest thing. I one of the few times when I like laughed out loud when I read WhatsApp. Because <laughs> Kevin, <laughs> sorry, Kevin. Kevin's like a source of endless entertainment. Kevin was like, "Oh, I'm going to buy this ice cream maker," and he like pasted a picture of this 280 pound Heston Blumenthal ice cream maker, and his sister was like. Don't buy it, Kevin. You're an idiot. It's so expensive and you'll never use it. And he was like, no, I'll use it best. Well, let's see. <laughs> well, let's see. I think he, he did actually send a message going, oh yeah, I'm eating ice cream right now. Welcome to Lost Levels Club. Welcome to Lost Levels Club. I have with me today, Sir Michael. Hello. And Tingathy. Yeah. Why not? You're sick as a parrot? Sick as a parrot, but... Medicated like a... Mongoose? Yes. We're book lover games, but not today. But not today! So what have we been playing? Have you been playing anything? <laughs> not really, I've just been playing Mario Kart. Oh, you've been playing Mario Kart? Oh, and Zelda, actually. And Zelda, well done. Well, the DLC's out today. It is out today. Have you got it? No, have you? No. <laughs> no, no, but have you paid for it? No. Maybe I'll get it later, just so I can see where I've walked. You've played like twice as much Zelda as me, haven't you? No. no. Okay, maybe not twice, but more? More, definitely more. And I got you Mario Kart for your birthday. Your extremely delayed birthday present. Yes. And I had to go hunting all over Hong Kong to find you an English copy, because you really wanted an English copy, because you were really worried that it wouldn't be in English. But actually, it turns out the Japanese one is also in English. But never mind, you know. At least you've got an English box now. I can't say anything. I've got to be grateful here. You've got to be Thanks, grateful. Michael. You've got to be, what are you grateful for? It actually wasn't that much difficulty. You can abuse me as much as you like. I'm going <laughs> to take it. 
just thought it was a funny story. Funny story, not a very funny story. So I can just say a short piece about those two and then you can go for it. Okay, go on. So with Zelda, I am onto the last Divine Beast, which is the birdie one. Well, it doesn't have to be the last one, but okay, it's for the me, one you've chosen to do last. For me, it's the birdie one. Okay, that's a shame because that one's really useful to do first. Okay, but I've kind of like petered off at this stage. Not sure why. I think I just play too much now, I think. Just want it to end. Just want it to end? Can't say that out loud. You should definitely finish it. Mm, I plan to. And with Mario Kart, I don't know how I feel about Mario Kart. Are you playing it mostly multiplayer? No, single player. Oh, single player. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were playing it with April. April gets frustrated because she doesn't finish first. <laughs> or even second. Oh, no. <laughs> I thought she could do 100cc and we could work it out there. But we have to go all the way down to 50cc. It's very controversial, 50cc. Controversial. Yeah. Have you tried handicapping yourself? I should do. I should do. We've not tried 50cc. We started off on 100cc and now she's she's given up. She says it's too hard. Oh, okay. Has she, has she got the steering assist on? Yes. Oh, okay. Every assist. Every assist. What you should do is she should play as Isabel and that will just immediately make her super powered because Isabel's amazing. I should say, if Mike says you should play as Isabel. I'll, I'll move it down to 50cc so she's none the wise and then she'll win. Yeah. Or come second at least. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's the key. There's just too many tracks. Before it's like eight, eight cups, eight by four, 32 races, then you just do 150, then mirror, and then you're done. Here I've got 150, mirror, 200, bite. I don't know how many cups there are. It's just actually too much content. It's because it's all unlocked and it's got all the DLC. But the thing is, you don't have to play anything to unlock anything. I mean, just whatever, just play it or don't play it. Do what I did and play it twice and then never play it again. <laughs> well, play it at meetups, play it with other people and then just, yeah. I haven't been playing it on my own. It was easier to learn because there were a few tracks before and it was, oh, you, you know, you could prepare for when you had to play it multiplayer if you're that kind of person. Here is just too much content. Well, boo-hoo. And 200cc, have you played 200cc? You know that is hard. That is seriously hard. Yeah. I was completely taking the mick before. I was like, oh, it's so easy. And I was just like winning all the time. Actually, apart from that other guy who was just way better than me. I bet he could do 200cc. Yeah, because we put it on 200cc and I was just like flying off the track. And I actually I actually put the steering assist on. I was like, you know what? Steering assist on. And I just can't deal with this. So the Mario Kart 8 experience is not what I expected. I'll come back to it. That's me done. So what have I been playing? PUBG. PUBG. Is it PUBG or PUBG? Or Battlegrounds, which is kind of, uh, I guess that's fine. I'm on the PUBG side of the fence. You know what? I wonder if there's a correlation between people who say PUBG and GIF and people who are wrong. Anyway, it's really fun. It's so much fun. I, wh- why did I even buy it? I can't even remember why I bought it. Because someone told you to play it with them. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, my friend told me to play it because he said it's really fun. He wanted to play it with me. And yeah, it's really fun. It's really. We talked about it before. Before you had played it. Yeah, we mentioned it before I played it. It was like we would buy it tomorrow. You would buy it tomorrow because I couldn't. I don't know if you did buy it tomorrow in actual fact. I did. It's it's so good. It's so good. I. It's actually starting to cause me major problems because it's it's really. I keep playing it till like two or three in the morning 
with people from like with people either who are from London or who don't have to wake up early because they don't work in corporate office jobs. So they're like, oh yeah, just one more game and then it's three in the morning. Or even more disturbingly, it's two in the morning and I'm just like, yeah, come on guys, just one more game. I mean, like, I'm saying this too. It's that much fun. It's terribly dangerous. I've been playing it solo. I've been playing it in doubles and I've been playing it in squads. How good are you? How good are you? I won a solo game the other day. I don't play solo that often because usually I'm playing with other people. So I've probably only played, what, like five to ten solo games. Well, hang on, only one one out of ten is not great at ratio, is it? But How did you celebrate? How did I celebrate? I was like, woo! Did you stand up? I did stand up. Did you I beat st- your chest? <laughs> I, stood up, I stood up and I hit the screenshot button and then I took a photo of it on my phone and I sent it to everyone. I was like, I just won a solo game. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. Yeah. Good. That's the beauty of competitive multiplayer. I was very proud of myself after winning that game. I started the game and I saw a friend come online and I messaged him and said, oh, do you want to play? And he said, oh, yeah, yeah. I actually just died. And then I said, oh, okay, well, I'll probably die in a minute too. And then like 20 minutes later, I was just like, I just won. And my heart was pounding. It was like so, so exciting. Do you shout any expletives like a thug? <laughs> Can I say any of that? <laughs> no, I was is completely silent because I'm a gentleman. Fine. Fine. Did you I not was... like run to the, to the window and see yourself in the reflection? Shout yourself. <laughs> no. Shout to the street. No. Shout to your, you know, opposing block. Who does this? I do this. That's what the balcony's for if you have one. I I was thinking, oh, it's a shame I wasn't streaming it. Or at least recording it for posterity. To be honest, it was probably a really bad game. I think the people I was playing against were idiots. That's how I managed to win. Because I did my usual tactic of landing, looting a lot of stuff, and then just advanced hiding for 20 minutes. I literally just, like, looted a bunch of stuff and then just hid. I just hid and moved around, like, from circle to circle, trying not to engage anybody. And then I heard footsteps behind me and some guy just like blundered out from the side of a building. I was like, uh, and then I just shot him because he was probably an idiot. I don't know. He just, he just had like no spatial awareness. And then the circle was really small by them. And the remaining people equally just seemed to have no spatial awareness. And I just snuck up behind all of them and just shot them. And then the very last guy, I was like, oh, he's over there. I can see him. And he was crawling to try and stay hidden. And he was crawling so slowly that he was outside the circle and just died from circle damage. And I was like, well, I think these people are all idiots, but a win is a win. True. Yeah, so... Idiots only compared to you, right? Idiots only compared to... What does that mean? You're really good now, that's what it means. Yeah, that's, that's right, that's right, that's right. It was only four kills. I've actually had more kills on rounds that I've lost, so... Advanced hiding works, then? Advanced hiding works, yeah. My very first game, I played a game of advanced hiding and I came fourth. My very first game. Actually, having talked about my great success, I should tell you about my total arbitrary failure which is also a hilarious story where another solo game and i had got some amazing loot it was before they nerfed the vector in the patch i had like basically i had a vector with like all the attachments it was like the best gun in the game and i was hiding behind a sofa basically is a sofa like a big armchair so there's there's like several like archetypes of houses and i was hiding in a room in a house behind a big armchair and we haven't even really talked much about what the game is actually like. I mean, it's a battle royale, a hundred people, either a hundred individuals or 50 teams of two or 25 teams of four. So this was a solo game. I was just on my own. There's no radar. 
you have to see people or hear them. So I was crouched behind this armchair in this room, not moving. And I hear footsteps and a guy walks into the room and looks around and he doesn't see me because I'm crouched behind this chair. But it's third person. So, you know, I can see him because of the viewpoint that my camera's got. But from his viewpoint, all he can see is a chair. He then promptly turns his back and walks out the room. And I'm like, I've got him now. And I burst out from behind the chair and I run out into the corridor and I just hold down the trigger full auto with my vector. And I go and completely miss him. And then turns around and shoots me with a shotgun and I die. Lesson learnt. Lesson learnt. Or learn, learn to aim. The, the gun, the barrel points at your enemy before you pull the trigger. Didn't exactly cover myself in glory that time. Yeah, there have been many hilarious happenings. Like, we all land and then we've got no guns and we have to like try and punch people to death. Like, amazing comebacks, terrible losses. Is it recommended punching people to death? No. But you can headshot people with a punch. Like, that's the, when you're in a fisticuffs battle, the way to win is actually to jump and try and headshot your opponent because that's how you get more damage into them. And it, and it works. So you have to jump. You have to jump. And it will actually say, you know, so-and-so killed so-and-so by headshot punch. <laughs> Any advanced hiding tips? Don't move. Find a good spot and don't move. What's a good spot? Behind the armchair. <laughs> Oh man, there was another time actually when it was a rainy map, so you can't really hear footsteps. And I was in a hut, I was in one of these tiny little shacks right in the centre of the circle. And I was thinking, oh, I've got this. You know, I'm in a defensible position where no one can see me, right in the centre of the circle. And I can see everyone else coming from a mile away because there's these little like windows along the edge of the hut. It's like, I'm going to be completely safe and I'll be able to see people coming and I can just open the door and snipe them because I've got an eight-time scope. And then I hear the sound of a motorcycle because there's no, like, it's, it's rainy, you can't hear footsteps, but you can hear a vehicle. So this motorcycle is buzzing along and I'm thinking, well, I don't want to open the door because then they'll know I'm here. So hopefully they'll just drive past. But then they drove right up to the side of the hut and a guy stood up on the back of the motorcycle and looked in the windows and then they saw me and I was like, oh, I've been rumbled. I didn't think of this. And then the door opens and a load of grenades roll in and I'm like, damn it. But that's just unlucky. That's just unlucky. I don't know. There've been other amazing comebacks as well where we had, we played, yeah, we had like a squad match. There were four of us and there's two of us who played it probably, you know, several dozen hours by this point and two people who are new. Like for first game. Yeah. And this is like the, this is like the first or second game we've played together. So like for one guy, it was like only his like third game ever, maybe. And me and the other guy who played it a few dozen hours both died. <laughs> really early we both just landed in a bad spot and both just got taken out really early and these other two guys were saying to them oh well don't worry just treat it as a practice game don't stress too much but we were like backseat driving because when you die you can see your squad mates cameras and we were totally just oh dear we were just backseat driving the whole game but they went on to win it was so surprising because they were just like doing advanced hiding moving from circle to circle and then at one point, I suddenly noticed that there were three people left alive. I was like, guys, it went like from 10 to 7 and then suddenly to 3. It's like a whole squad just died. There's two of you and one other person. You just got to kill one more guy and you've won. And then it got, everyone got really stressed suddenly. Like everyone's like hearts are pounding. We're like, oh my God, where's the last guy? Where's the last guy? And then they were both lying down in this like field of wheat. So everyone was just lying prone in this field of wheat so you couldn't see them. And then one of the other guys, was just like oh i saw movement on your screen 
he's by the tree and I'm like which tree and the other guy's like moving back and forth and going no not, not that tree the tree to your left and he goes which tree and he turns to the left and he goes no no not that tree the tree to your right and everyone's getting more and more stressed like no not that tree no not that tree. and eventually the the last guy who they have to kill just gets fed up and like stands up or moves a little bit and then everyone sees him and then he's like stands up and, going, and they're just like emptying clips at him and they managed to win it was another amazing comeback yeah there's so many there's so many crazy stories it's it's so much fun it's so much fun you should definitely get it unless you're playing with kevin even playing with kevin is hilarious actually you know what yeah okay funny story playing with kevin so we're playing with kevin and we decide to land at the military base and shockingly like no one else lands at the military base we've got the whole military base to ourselves so we're just like totally looting this military base and we've all got like amazing gear and like sniper rifles of scopes and like armored vests and like like level three helmets and stuff but then from the military base the circle kind of goes against us and we have to cross back onto the mainland but we don't want to take the bridges because the bridges are nearly always a death trap like if you get to the bridge first you can kind of just snipe people but if you get to the bridge and people are already camping it it's really dangerous trying to cross so we're just like you know what let's just swim it so we decide to swim and Kevin's like, I'm bored. What's the auto run button? And he, you know, goes in the key config, he finds it, and he presses it. He's like, going to go off and make a bacon sandwich. I'm like, what? And then he's like, I'm making bacon. And I was like, what do you mean you're making bacon? It's like, you know, you're, you're almost at the side. He's like, yeah, well, am I? I don't know. It's like, what? It's like, oh, I'm using Discord on my phone. I walked away from my computer ages ago. I'm like, what are you doing, Kevin? So it's like me and the other guy. And Kevin's actually just like running in a straight line across the map while he's making bacon. I'm like, Kevin, come back. We didn't win that one. He does like to leave when he's most needed. It's fun times, though. It's a really fun game. When you get your computer back, you should play it. I'll try to. It's, the, the games are too long. It's like 30 minutes. That's quite That's quite short. That's all I'm getting. Terrible. 30 minutes if you're good, thankfully. Yeah, like the maximum game length is 30 minutes. I mean, it can be much shorter than that. Yeah, but it's not satisfying if you keep losing. That is the thing. There's like long periods of like boredom. Well, not boredom, of tension where you're looting stuff, but you never know. Someone could be around the corner. And then like a few minutes of intense action. Tension's good. Tension's much better than boredom. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it depends on your style because you can deliberately jump right in the thick of it and try and kill a lot of people very early on. I mean, I tend to try and go for very secluded places and, as I said, advanced hiding. Do you care about your stats? No, I mean, my, my KD ratio is really bad because I very rarely engage people. You know, I usually will only attack if I think I'm going to win, like I've got the element of surprise. And then I have since learned to aim before I shoot. So that vector moment was particularly bad. But yeah, my KD is probably quite bad. My uh, my ranking is usually quite good, though. I mean, I, I can usually finish top 20 or even top 10 just by virtue of the hiding. But, you know, hiding will only get you so far. You have to learn to fight, and my fighting is a little bit wonky. I have to try and anticipate what you've been playing. Or, well, actually, not anticipate. Just have to stalk you and work out what you're playing. Was I right? You were right. This is exactly what I've been playing. <laughs> the internet is great. Okay, so what else have I been playing, Ting? Dead Cells. Dead Cells.
Why am I even playing Dead Cells? Oh yeah, again, the same friend who recommended me PUBG was also saying, oh, you should try Dead Cells, you'll like it. And I was like, okay. So I bought Dead Cells and yeah, it's good. I mean, it's not as fun as PUBG, but it is fun. It's unfinished. I mean, it's early access like PUBG, but it's like really early access. As in, you get two bosses in and then you just insta die. It's like, okay, the game's not finished yet. Thanks for playing. And then like a big tentacle comes out and kills you. Um, I should probably explain what Dead Cells is. Dead Cells is a 2D platformer, roguelike, roguelite type thing. It's kind of like Rogue Legacy in a way. Well, it's like Rogue Legacy in that it's a 2D side-scrolling platformer. And you have persistent unlocks. You can unlock new types of weapon, new kinds of usable items. The combat is quite fluid people have likened it to dark souls but i mean people say that about everything these days you can dodge roll if you have a shield you can kind of parry it's fun procedurally generated like everything these days procedurally generated yeah so you never really get the same map twice but you see the same map elements over and over again you can finish a round of it like isaac it's longer than isaac i think a end-to-end game of dead cells takes about an hour whereas isaac tends to be 20 30 minutes Actually, probably depends how good you are at Isaac. <laughs> yeah, Isaac, I think maybe like 30, 40 minutes, but Dead Cells is more like an hour. I don't think it's quite got the variety of Isaac, because Isaac, you're always unlocking new items and they have crazy synergies and they come together. I mean, well, we should probably talk about Isaac in a minute. But Dead Cells, there are new weapons, you're unlocking new weapons, but it doesn't quite have the same zaniness that Isaac has. So, I mean, they've just released in this elemental update and then there's another update on like a beta branch with different synergies again. But yeah, it kind of boils down to, you know, this weapon does damage to enemies on fire. Oh, look, I found a fire grenade or this weapon does extra damage to enemies that are stunned. Oh, look, I found a flashbang. So it's not quite as wacky. It's much more formulaic and whether you find like weapons that go together or weapons you like. How generous is it with the saves? I think there's only one save, and maybe there's more than one save, I'm not sure. I mean, I'm only playing on one save. Is it checkpoint driven, or is it save any time? No, it's you play till you die, and you start again. So you have to play for an hour? I don't know if you exit in the middle of a run, if it'll let you pick it up. I suspect it'll make you start again. I don't know. You know what? I don't know. I've the, Just now is the first time I've actually ever exited in the middle of a run before. Usually I will play till I die, and then then quit. Okay. So that's Dead Cells. I have less to say about it. I've only played, or only played what, three or four hours compared to the several dozen hours of PUBG, so. I thought you were going to say Isaac then. Oh, well, I've played several dozen hours of Isaac. I was telling you the other day, I played Isaac on PC the other day to earn an achievement because I had to earn an achievement for the Steam sale to get some stickers. So this is The Binding of Isaac, Rebirth, Afterbirth Plus, so it's to have all the expansion packs. I played this a lot on Switch. I noticed for the first time yesterday that I've actually played more Isaac now than Zelda on the Switch, which is pretty shocking. I have no idea when I managed to put this many hours into Isaac on the Switch. I think it's just because I've been coming home after a long day and then turn on the Switch and play Isaac like one or two games of it. And I guess it just adds up over time. I mean, I've had a few months now. And I think also when I was on holiday 
it was a good game to play like in the car when we were like, having long car journeys or plane journeys and stuff like that it's an easy one to play and it's not too punishing on the switch battery you can get probably six hours out the switch when you're playing isaac versus like three when you're playing zelda i was also saying to you that those 60 hours i put on the switch have clearly upped my skills since i don't think i actually played isaac on pc for basically like six months like i played it a bit after the expansion came out and then i actually uh, embarrassingly completely failed to win even a single run with a new character because i noticed he didn't have any win markers on the little post-it note but i've obviously since then played it like 60 hours on the switch and then i played it yesterday i was like oh i haven't won anything with this character on this save and then i just immediately steamrolled the game like it was nothing so i've clearly got much better by putting in well, several dozen hours. It's fun. But you're earning stuff twice. Yeah, I mean, it, it is a bit of a pain that my save game doesn't carry over because the nice thing about the PC one is that it has Steam Cloud saves. So my desktop PC save syncs with my Surface. But at the end of the day, the Switch is just way more convenient to carry around if I was want to, you know, if I wanted to play it portably. So... That's all I have to say about that. Lastly. Oh, FF15. Yeah. Randomly. I don't really know how much you played, but I know you have. I bought this when it came out. Like I literally bought this when it came out and then didn't play it because I think I was going on holiday for two weeks and I didn't want to play, you know, like a dozen hours of Final Fantasy and then like walk away in the middle of the story and I'd either be thinking about it all the time, it's like, oh, I want to get back to it because it's really fun. Or I'd be like, oh, I don't really care about this game. And I'd try and pick it up again and be like, what happened here? I don't remember. I'll forget about it. I'll just leave it. So I bought it. I played like an hour or two. And then I was like, I don't want to get too deep into the story. I'm going to put it down. And I'll pick it up when I get back. And I just never picked it up until like last week. When I was like, oh, you know what I should play? I should really play Final Fantasy XV. So I picked it up again, like an hour or two in. And it's like, yeah, boy band road trip, no drama. We're going to go on a fun road trip to take you to the princess you were betrothed to, blah, 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 blah. And then lots of pointless fetch quests or it's like you're the prince of a country traveling to meet a princess you're betrothed to. So obviously I'm going to do random errands for people I've never met before. I mean, that's what you do, right? Anyway. So this is how it starts out. And then I played a little further. And then I got to some bit where you're supposed to take a ferry. And anyway, long story short, crazy cutscene happens. There's this cutscene. And it's just like playing lots of like bang, 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 like very short clips of like explosions and soldiers and giant clouds of swords appearing and crazy shields and lightning bolts and fire. And whoa, what, what, what just happened? I was like, oh, it's like a premonition or like a flashback or something. But no, you're supposed to just know what happened there. And it turns out that that little snippet is like a taster of a two-hour film that explains like what's happening at that moment in the story. And then you resume the game and all the characters are very somber and they're like, oh, have you seen the news? And they show down the newspaper and it's just insomnia has fallen and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, what? And so then I had to put down Final Fantasy XV and watch this film, Kingsglaive, like this two-hour film. And then 
also contributing to my complete sleep deprivation. What I should have done is put it down, go to bed, the next day try and sort this film out. But what I did instead was, oh, it's midnight. I'm going to try and find this film. It's on Netflix. It is? It is on Netflix. I didn't watch it on Netflix. But I do have Netflix, so I should have just watched it on Netflix. (laughs) Anyway, long story short, past 2am. But then I watched the film. I did have the foresight to not start playing Final Fantasy XV again at this point. Was the film good? I'd give it a 6 out of 10. In fact, I'd say the plot is... The plot does not make sense. Yeah, my mind boggles. Like, I I literally don't understand. But it's very flashy. 6 out of 10 doesn't mean anything unless you give me a 5 out of 10 film. Oh. What would be a 5 out of 10? Another film that makes no sense, but even less flashy. What was the Final Fantasy seven film advent children yes yeah i'll give that a five out of ten what's the other one spirits within i give that a three out of ten. Oh, it's better than that oh should watch it then yeah it's okay it's not great though so have you picked it up since oh i played another couple of hours but yeah then i i haven't really really got back into it i mean i've basically got the choice of Play some more FF15 or play some more PUBG. I've just been playing PUBG instead. What did you finish before that led you to play Final Fantasy XV? I feel there was something before. I don't know. I think I just felt like playing an RPG. And I just felt like playing an RPG and I just saw it's been there on my PlayStation. I hadn't picked it up again. It might be that someone mentioned Final Fantasy XIV to me and that made me think of it. Because I know there's an expansion pack for Final Fantasy fourteen came out. And Final Fantasy fourteen is really fun as well, actually. Did you finish a Dark Souls 3 DLC? Oh no, I forgot about that. I've got to play that too. Or maybe it's an RPG. I really feel you finished something that led you to play Final Fantasy fifteen. It's because your Xbox died. Oh yeah, that was it. I just finished the RDR checkpoint. And I was actually quite enjoying RDR, but my Xbox was just so unstable. And I still had a few more hours that I could play stuff. And I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll pick up FF15 again. Which leads us nicely on to... Hardware deaths. So two episodes ago, before we started recording, you talked about how your PC was presumed dead. Well, it was dead. I mean, it wouldn't turn on. I mean, it's pretty dead. Was it in the pre-chat? We're talking about how you push the button and it would go boop, boop. And you said it had a bad case of the CBAs. Yes. So my PC had died. And it was quite frustrating because we were recording after I'd just been away. But just before I'd gone away was when I had bought PUBG. And I was really enjoying PUBG. And then my PC actually just died and I couldn't play any more PUBG for like three, four weeks. It wasn't like, but you were away for two I weeks. I was away for well. two of them, yeah. Come on. Okay, okay, okay. But yeah, so my PC died and I spent a non-trivial amount of time pulling bits of it out and trying that. Because I think at the time I said I thought it was a power supply. But the next day after we recorded, I actually just started dismantling it and taking, you know, taking out the graphics card, taking out the graphics cards, taking out the sound card, taking out the memory, blah, 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 blah. And I narrowed it down to either the CPU or the motherboard, which are both pretty fundamental. And in the end, I took it to be repaired since I had actually bought it from a shop. It's built from components and I had picked all the components. But unlike the UK where you'd probably order them online because that's the cheapest place to get them and build it yourself. 
in Hong Kong, people don't really do online shopping. No. Or, or maybe they do, but they don't if they can't read Chinese because there's nothing they can shop on because <laughs> all the online shopping's in Chinese. So you tend to go to a computer center and just say, oh, one of those, one of those, one of those. And then, well, they can just give you a big bag of parts, but for a hundred dollars, which is like 10 quid, they will just build it for you. So this is what I got done last time. And I just brought it back to that shop and said, um, it's broken. Can you take a look at it? I think it's the CPU or the motherboard. And they were having none of it. They were like, oh yeah, for sure. Like a CPU, you know what you're talking about. So they went and did all the same tests that I did and tore it down bit by bit. And at the end of it, they came back and said, yeah, it's the CPU or the motherboard. And then the thing is that being a computer shop, they have loads of spare parts lying around. So they were able to take out the chip and put it in a different motherboard and take another chip and put it in my motherboard. And my chip worked another motherboard and my motherboard did not work. So they're like, yeah, okay, it's your motherboard. I was like, okay, uh, how much for a new motherboard? It's like, oh, well, we don't make this model anymore. I was like, oh, okay. And then they said, and your chip is only compatible with ones of this generation. So you'll have to buy a new CPU. And also your RAM is DDR3, but all the new motherboards are DDR4. So you'll have to buy a new RAM. I was like, oh, okay. And they're like, so you have to buy those three things. I was like, well, I might as well just change everything. And they're like, well, your graphics card still work. And it's like, no, and I'm going to change everything else. I'm going to buy a new graphics card as well. So I may have gone slightly mad and I bought way too much stuff. But I've got an awesome PC. With lots of glowing lights. It's amazing. It's like someone captured a rainbow and encased it in black iron to contain its power. Yeah, it's like a unicorn just vomited inside my PC. And it pulses. It does pulse. It's really weird. It's literally just like rainbow cycling, pulsating. The motherboard is changing colours. The graphics card is changing colours. Even the CPU cooler is glowing. It's just really bizarre. Actually, the funniest thing is, you know, I was choosing the parts... And I said, oh, and um, I would like this RAM module. And he was like, that one? You know, that one's not RGB. It's only white. And I was like, I don't care if it glows at all. I just want 32 gigs of RAM. But he was like, you know, you could get the one that color cycles for like only $100 more. And I was like, I don't care if it color cycles or not. He'd seen the gla- plastic or glass on your case. Oh, I don't know. It's see-through. He, he saw that you had the see-through case. You needed the one that cycled colors. Did you know you can actually install programs to control the color cycling? You can make them all pulse in time or like choose the pattern. But I haven't bothered. I probably should because then it might be less distracting. Less distracting? It would be even more distracting, have it? <laughs> I could just make it one color. I probably wouldn't though. That would be disappointing. That would be disappointing, yeah. So I spent too much. I bought a crazy graphics card. So I didn't know you could pay this much for a graphics card, if I'm honest. Yeah, it, I did go slightly mad. Because, again, the friend who convinced me to buy PUBG and Dead Cells was telling about how great his new graphics card was. Which is a 1080 Ti. So it's currently the top-of-the-line graphics card. And I was in the shop, and I was like, oh, how much is a 1080 Ti? And then they told me. And I was like, oh. And I think he expected me to say, okay, never mind then. But then I was like, yeah, okay, I'll take one. But it pretty much cost as much as all the rest of the computer. <laughs> it is amazing, though. And then when you told me how much it cost and what it was, two days later or something like that, I came at you. So your your graphics card has 11 gigs of RAM. Is that <laughs> the one you have? And I was like, yeah, that's the one. It is crazy, though, because I used to have two AMD 290Xs. And 
I think each one is rated at 400 watts. So I needed like an 800 watt power supply to power these two things. And they were loud and they were hot, but they were powerful. But this one 1080 Ti consumes less power than one of those cards and is 40 to 50% more powerful than the two of them combined. So it is ridiculously powerful. And you know what? The funny thing is, I still can't play PUBG consistently at more than 60 frames per second. I still have all the details turned down. But then again, having the details turned down is better for gameplay reasons anyway. All the better to headshot you with. Yes. But we'll, but we'll be on the same team. <laughs> That's what you think. <laughs> Friendly fire? Friendly fire. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, actually, you know... <laughs> shouldn't joke then. <laughs> it was, you know, it was really bad. Like, sorry, I'm just going back to PUBG for a second. It can get quite heated. And there was one moment where my... Uh, the friend, again, the friend who convinced me to buy this graphics card. And he was like, guys, I need some help here. I'm trying to fight two people on my own. And I came around the corner and I was like, oh, yeah. And I just opened fire towards another guy and I just killed him instead. How did that go down? How did that go down? I was like, uh, sorry. <laughs> and he was like, oh, whatever. I was dead anyway. You guys were too slow. <laughs> Funny enough, actually, I think that's actually the game where they went on to win. <laughs> I think that's actually the game where me and him got killed early on and the other two guys went on to win. So just goes to show. It's all part of the plan. It's all part of the plan. That's right. You know, it was destiny. But that's not the only piece of bad luck you've experienced in the last few weeks. Yeah, my 360 has died as well. I think what? I said this, didn't I, a couple of times that I was worried because I had a few weird graphical glitches. There was a time it became bluer and bluer and bluer. And then most recently, on the last section we played, it kept freezing, which is a bad sign. And I think, I'm not sure if I said it at the time, but this is what happened before the last time it read Ring of Death. And then... You already said, I may not finish this checkpoint. Yeah, I was worried it wouldn't make it through. So the other day I decided to try and play a bit more. And just finish the game proper. Because, you know, I'm quite enjoying it. And it's really building up to, like, well, to what we know is coming. And I turned it on. And it managed to get to the title screen. And I pushed start. And then it just froze. So I turned it off. Turned it on again. And Red Ring of Death. Sad times. So what's the plan? I have made arrangements to source another 360. Again, it's the guy who convinced me to buy PUBG. This guy's just like this plethora of uh, gaming stuff. Yeah, he's got a spare 360. We have to keep him anonymous. We have to keep him anonymous? Do we have to keep him anonymous? It's your friend. I've just been referring to him as my friend. He doesn't listen to this podcast. He did try to listen to the first episode. And he was just like, oh, you guys just kept talking about Metacritic and I got bored. Fair enough. (laughs) What about RDR though? What about it? Where is it? Does he have a copy? Do you have a copy? I've got a copy. It's in my Xbox. What's the plan there? I'm just going to eject the drive. Manually. I'm sure I can just turn it on and eject it when it's doing the red ring. Oh, so it's, red ring of, doesn't mean anything on the hardware. Well, a red ring just means it's not right. Like, it can't play any games. But you can still boot it up. Anyway. I mean, it will power on. But, like, no fans come on or anything. It's just dead. But I think there's power to the drive. I can push the eject button. If I can't push the eject button, I'm sure I can manually eject it somehow. So you, the plan isn't to get a a new Xbox. What do you mean a new Xbox? Xbox One. It did cross my mind. But... Good lad. But given that <laughs> I've spent so Good much lad. money you, on this... You should speak graphics. to Kevin. You should speak to Kevin this weekend, I feel. 
and he will intervene and say the right words to you. No, use it bears. <laughs> you will use it bears. No, I won't. No, I will not. Yeah, it did cross my mind. Yeah. I won't lie. You can you can talk about how it looks like upscaled to 1080. I'm sure it would look good. Proper digital connection. It's fine. I don't need another Xbox. I don't need an Xbox One. Don't be so selfish. Do it for the podcast. Do it for the podcast. I'm waiting for buying Xbox One X. Fine. I'm not really. We'll see. We'll see how I feel when the Xbox One X comes out. No, I don't think I'm going to buy another one. You don't need an Xbox One X or S, whatever. I don't know what Microsoft feel about that. I think the main problem is that you can't even play your old Xbox. Well, it is backwards compatible, so actually that's a big tick in its favour. But on the other hand, you can only transfer your save games through the cloud. It won't actually read your save games off a memory stick, so this is really annoying. So the problem is, I don't have Xbox One Gold, because I kind of switched allegiance to PlayStation. Thank you. But as a result, none of my save games are in the cloud. They're all... Well, I knew it was dying, so I've been saving them to a memory stick. But then the problem is, even though I buy an Xbox One... I can't actually play my save game on it, so I need an Xbox 360 anyway to be able to use my save games. Okay. Yeah, so let's hope this guy's one works, or at least works well enough for me to finish RDR. Otherwise, I'll just watch a Let's Play on YouTube and don't pretend you, I did. Just don't tell me that. If you do that, don't tell me. Please. But you, you want authenticity? Don't know. Just don't tell me. It would hurt me. It would hurt you? It would hurt me. It would cause you physical pain? Yeah, because that's not the point of a book club. It's like you've turned out to a book club and you you watch the movie <laughs> instead of reading the book. I guess that's what it's, what it's like, isn't it? Just don't tell me if you do that. Have you, have you never done that? No. Have you ever been to a book club? No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> me neither. Have you had any other hardware failures when you were a child? I'm trying to think other games console deaths. I mean, PCs have obviously died. Many, many times. Most of the time, me buying a new PC has been because my previous PC died. That, well, that's what happened this time as well, isn't it? There was the time when I very foolishly put a... I had one of those shuttle, like, micro ATX PCs, and it was really cool because it was really compact. I remember I brought it to university. Well, I bought it at university. In fact, you know what? It was the time at university when I decided I was going to try and play fewer games. And I was originally not going to put a graphics card in it. You know what? This story is going to sound really ridiculous when I tell you what I did next. But actually, you know, the funny thing as well, at university, you could get a book grant. You could actually claim for, you know, books and reading material. And then I discovered that on the book grant, you were allowed to claim computer parts if they were going to be used for your degree. And so <laughs> I used my book grant to buy, like, the motherboard and CPU of this PC. So I bought, like, quite a good one. But it, it was because I was having to do like a final year project on AI and stuff. So, you know, I did have a real reason for doing all this stuff. Anyway, I bought the shuttle mini PC and it was from a time when CPUs didn't have inbuilt graphics. Some did, but some didn't. And in the end, the best bang for buck performance wise CPU I could buy didn't have inbuilt graphics. So it was like, okay, I have to guess I have to buy a graphics card. And then in the end, then I bought an NVIDIA, was it like a 680 GT? I don't know. I bought some ridiculous NVIDIA card and the power supply in the shuttle was rated for 190 watts, but this graphics card required 240. So I obviously just put it in and hope for the best. And it worked actually. It worked really well. 
for about a year and then weird graphical artifacting memory corruption and then one day i turned it on and just it kind of died like the xbox it just like made weird snow like rainbow snow and i was like hmm okay i guess this pc is done it's funny though i guess i've been just really lucky i've always managed to salvage the hard drive from the pc so either some other component has died not the hard drive or the hard drive has been making alarming clicking noises but it's never been unreadable and i've always managed to keep my data from every pc i've ever had shockingly that's fortunate and because like hard drives keep getting cheaper and each time you buy a new pc the hard drives like double the old one you just like copy everything over and it's fine have you used any of those old files in the past no (laughs) it's funny to see photos because from the first time i got a digital camera i have all of those photos onwards actually that's quite weird to see from a long time ago (laughs) you can see young mike full of hope with hair really (laughs) yeah i wasn't born bald (laughs) full of hope hope. yeah it's harder to believe isn't it before i became a PUBG master is that what you're calling yourselves now no i'm most definitely not actually (laughs) any other deaths trying to think trying to think oh i once killed a playstation by attempting to mod chip it you can do that kill it yeah well it's because i wanted to play final fantasy tactics and well you know you know i told you about the disc swapping trick you used to be able to do back then and i was like oh it's just a bit of laser in your eye well i wanted to try and rgb mod my playstation so there was a thing you could do that would allegedly let you play NTSC games in colour on a PAL PlayStation without having to use SCART. And it would also mod chip it so you could play foreign games, blah, 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 blah. So I got hold of one of these chips and tried to install it. Well, the thing is, I didn't want to install it myself because I didn't have any experience soldering at the time. But I had a cousin who allegedly knew more about this sort of thing. And so I asked him to do it. And he was like, oh, but no promises, man. You know, it's not like I've done it either. Long story short, we basically just like destroyed this playstation (laughs) oh whoops and yeah i think we overheated one of the chips because you have to kind of like desolder some of the pins on a chip and like lift up the leg and like put this chip in to intercept it and i think you have to be quite careful about how you do it like you have to heat sink the chip and we just like must have just melted the chip because we just applied too much heat to it so yeah we killed a playstation and then i went from having a playstation that i could only play on the downstairs tv with a scart cable if I wanted to play it in colour, to not having a PlayStation. Oh well. Luckily, this was practically at the PS2 era. So soon after that, PlayStations became really cheap, and I was able to get another one affordably. And then actually, shortly after that, they just became like 10 a penny. Like, they were just coming out of our ears at one point. I think people kept leaving them places for some reason. Like, I, I don't know. Wait, where are you hanging out? You know, people were renting a place or something. They just like move out and just leave their PlayStation behind. And you move in, you'd be like, score. I ended up with like three PlayStations eventually. That's if you include the dead one. This isn't normal, by the way. This isn't normal? No. no? Okay. Yeah, I think that's it. No hardware deaths. I just, I just have one which I, I've never told anyone because I've just been too ashamed to share it. So I had an Amiga 1200, and I managed to pull out one of the pins, 
when changing one of the joypads, we went through a lot of joysticks. It wasn't pads, it was joysticks. Because those things are fragile. When you like smash them over people's heads when well, you're no, frustrated. You, you know, when you believe you, the harder you push forward, the faster you'll go, right? The harder you pull to the left, the, the better you'll take the turn. Just destroyed so many. And I'm sure Argos took a, a massive hit with their 16-day money-back guarantee. You know, yeah, they have their like no-quibble 16-day guarantee. Yeah, but I broke one of the pins. Pulled out one of the pins. I have no idea what to do and I've never told anyone in my whole life. It's too ashamed to tell anyone. Because what do you do as a child? It's like it was my fault. It was your fault. <laughs> okay, it was my fault. But it's not like, oh, dad, I pulled it out. I don't know what to do. So what happened after that? It just didn't work. No, it didn't work. Well, the joystick didn't work. Well, the whole thing didn't work. No, just player two didn't work. Oh, okay. So it's fine, really. Didn't work at all or was just a little bit janky? No, it didn't work at all. The pin came out. Oh, okay. I thought you might have just been able to give player two to people you didn't like. He'd be like, oh, you suck at this game. <laughs> Couldn't you just jam it back in there? No, it doesn't work. I don't know. I don't know. Child team wouldn't have thought of that. Too disgusted with myself, really. Yeah, I don't know. I guess now you just uh, take it to the repair shop. Seems like a no-brainer, really. It's really disheartening when these things die, actually. It's really disheartening. You know, this sinking feeling. It's like, oh, no. When, like PCs are, actually, you know, other yeah, my my surface died, didn't it too? I've actually had quite a lot of bad luck with this sort of stuff recently. I'm did your Hong surface, Kong. Did your surface really die? D- did I not tell you what happened? Like the screen started to kind of like delaminate, and there was like a ribbon cable that was poking out the top of the screen, and I was like, "This is a bit strange." And then I started to get weird graphical glitching, and the screen would flicker a lot. Microsoft replaced it. It was just within warranty, sort of. Well, I think it might technically have been like two months out of warranty, but they still replaced it. So, not complaining. Good on you, Microsoft. Good job. And he still went by the Xbox. (laughs) Unbelievable. We can move on. We can move on. So, the Steam sale. Yes. Have you bought anything in the Steam sale? No. Do you think you will? No, I think I've turned a corner now. I'm not going to. I'm just going to say, actually, I thought I had a problem, but then I saw someone else who I'm friends with on Steam has 2,000 games in their Steam library. How many do you have? A thousand. But 2,000, you know, it's one of the things where it's like, 1,000 is fine, but 2,000, that's obscene. (laughs) 2,000 is disgusting. Who would buy 2,000 games? That's, that's outrageous. We need, we must create one special video podcast so people can see the gesturing. <laughs> they can that, see my wild hand gestures. Yes. <laughs> While I'm saying 1,000 is perfectly fine, but 2,000 is disgusting. That's another shirt we need to make. It's just obscene. Just obscene. Yeah, I was shocked. I'm not sure when they crossed the threshold, but I noticed they have 2,000 games. Did you know there's a special badge for over 2,000? No, I didn't. I can't remember what the 1,001 says, but 2,000 is like gaming god or something. It's like gold, 2,000 games. I wonder if there's more. I wonder if there's one for 3,000 or 4,000 or 5,000, because I think there's over like 6,000 or 10,000 or whatever games on Steam now, isn't there? Once you include all the green light stuff and the indie fluff and blah, blah, blah. 
I wonder who owns the most Steam games, because a thousand isn't even that unusual anymore. This is one of those things where you realise you're living in a bubble. You're like, a thousand games is normal on Steam. I know loads of people with a thousand games. I have 50. <laughs> well, as you noticed on my activity feed, which is what led you to add this to the show notes, I bought 15 more games. But actually, most of those were me just clicking Valve Complete Pack, Complete Your Collection, and that cost like a fiver. And why? I mean, what of those additional games will you really play? Yeah, you're right. I probably won't play them. I'll just get some sense of completion from it. I don't know. I never played Half-Life Blue Shift, and for some reason I thought, oh, maybe I'll play Half-Life Blue Shift. I probably won't, though, because I heard it's garbage. But I still bought it. Said with so much disdain. Garbage. Yeah, what else did I buy? What else did I buy? I bought... Danganronpa. Danganronpa 2. Yeah, I think... You asked me, why did you buy Danganronpa 2? I said, well, I played Danganronpa, and I kind of liked it, so I thought I'd buy the sequel. And then I paused for a minute, and I was like, wait, did I like it? I actually thought it was kind of shitty. But then I did finish it. I thought it was kind of dumb, but then I looked back, and I realised I'd finished it, and I put 20 hours in, so I thought, I might as well buy the sequel. And I was like, have I gone mad? Why should I buy this game? We'll, we'll see. I'll play it at some point. You may say the same thing again. Oh, what, with Danganronpa 2? Yeah. Like, I don't know why I played it. It was kind of shitty. But I finished it. <laughs> but I finished it. I put 20 hours in. Yeah, there's a third one on the way as well. I think it's Spike Chunsoft who make it. They've got a whole other series of games that basically seem to be the same mechanic, like visual novel-y kind of thing. That apparently is really good as well. But I haven't bought any of those. I've managed to resist that one so far. The main trigger for me buying all this stuff on Steam actually was Dishonored 2. Because I noticed Dishonored 2 was, I think, like 15 quid equivalent in Hong Kong dollars. And I just kind of fancy playing Dishonored 2. I remember seeing that there's some mission where you get that magical watch that lets you see into alternate dimensions and flip between them. And I thought that sounded so cool. I was like, you know what? I think I do want to play Dishonored 2. So I bought it. I haven't played it yet. But you have installed it. Which makes all the difference. Yeah, because now I don't feel like I have to play it. No, I'm kidding. I, I probably will play it at some point. I mean, I've got the whole weekend to play it. I mean, if Hong Kong descends into rioting and looting for the 20th anniversary of discontent of the masses, I don't think so, actually. I think most people in Hong Kong don't really care. Apathetic bunch. Yeah, that's right. Apathy. Well, apathy is a good thing in a way, you know. The most dangerous thing is like a fundamentalist. Would you rather be trapped with a bunch of really apathetic people or with a bunch of really fundamentalist people? Apathy all the way. But who would you rather be? Who would you rather be? I'd rather be the guy with 2,000 games in my Steam library. I've got a goal now, man. I don't. I don't. I'm so far off. You're not dreaming big enough. That's That's your problem. I'm too far off. You're halfway there. (laughs) You're halfway there. Halfway to success. See, it would probably cost as much as the computer again to buy that many new games, and I'd never play them. What else did I buy? What else did I buy? One game stood out for me. Okay. You bought Banished. Yeah. Tell me why. There was actually a Reddit thread about great games for under $5, and I was just skimming through that, and that led me to buy Banished. I remember it was really popular. I remember it was really popular a while back and everyone was talking about how great it was and I never got around to playing it and I thought, yeah, I'll give it a go. Again, I installed it. I haven't played it yet. 
play it, let me know. Okay, I heard it's actually quite shallow. Like, I heard it doesn't have very complicated systems. But it's quite easy for things to go horribly wrong. And they all die. Yeah, they do die, don't they? It's like a guaranteed thing. Yeah. Was that it? Oh, River City Ransom Underground. Have I told you about this before? No. So, River City Ransom was actually released on the NES in Europe as Street Gangs. And it is a side-scrolling beat-em-up RPG. This is new to me. So, the same cousin that murdered my PlayStation, but I did ask him to, to be fair, had Street Gangs on the NES, and it was just really fun. So, it's a really cliched plot. There are two characters called Alex and Ryan, and you have to rescue your girlfriends who have been kidnapped by these, like, dragon twins or something. It's like some... Mickey take of Double Dragon. At least that was the plot in the English version. I think it's actually from quite a popular series of like stuff, like lots of stuff. I don't know, it's like a manga and loads of other games as well in Japan. So maybe the plot is different in the original Japanese. But yeah, it's just a size grown beat em up. It's quite well known in gamer culture. Have you seen Scott Pilgrim Saves the World? Yep. You know when he beats up the enemies there and they like explode into coins? That is from River City Ransom. And then also famous because the bottom quarter of the screen is just like reserved for text. So when enemies come on, they'll be like, oh, I'm going to beat you up. And then when you punch them, it says like their name says like barf. So like they say like barf, you know, like they emote barf when you punch them and stuff. It's like, it's like a big thing in that game. So is this announced for Switch as well? Is that how I might know of it? Uh, I don't know. I just thought it was, it's one of those weird things where I didn't even know it existed. And then I suddenly saw it was kickstarted. I only found out about it like a month after the Kickstarter finished. So I didn't back it. And then I promptly forgot it existed until the Steam sale when, you know, you get cards for going through your discovery queue. And I was going through my discovery queue. And this is probably the first time when I've actually been like, what? I forgot about this game. And I added it to my cart straight away. So, yeah, one of the few times the discovery queue has actually excited me rather than me just formulaically going through it to earn my three cards a day. Are you over Paradox? Do do we want to talk about Paradox? Yeah, we can talk about Paradox, because the first thing I thought I was going to buy in the Steam sale was Tyranny. Yeah, when we're talking about E3 and Bioware and Anthem or whatever, and I was saying, oh, you know what I would really like would be like a Baldur's Gate type game. And then I was thinking, oh, I I should play Tyranny. Because another friend of, well, actually, it's the same friend for the graphics card, etc. Again, he was saying, oh, yeah, I played it. I didn't like it. I mean, only play it if you want to, like, read a novel. And it's like, that's what exactly what I want. I want to read a novel. So I was planning to buy Tyranny. But then I saw all the practice games have had, like, really negative feedback recently. And it's because they basically doubled the price of everything two months before the Steam sale. Not literally. Well, not literally. Well, it depends where you live. Because... It's the whole swings and roundabouts regional pricing thing in Hong Kong. So games are actually cheaper in Hong Kong on average now in Steam. But they basically made the Hong Kong dollar price the same as the US dollar price. And they said it was in the name of, you know, harmonizing pricing. So if you're in the US, this doesn't affect you at all. They didn't change the prices at all. So people in the US don't give a shit about this. But people in countries that were traditionally cheaper got really screwed because it went up and then also surprisingly countries like 
the UK, I think their prices also went up, despite the fact that the pound has weakened. So they were really pissed off too. So quite a lot of people are quite annoyed by this. And then it allegedly is a 50% off sale, but really it's the same price as if it was like 25% off what it used to be. I don't know. In the end, I thought I probably actually won't play it right now anyway. And I want to send them a message, you know, you've got to vote with your wallet. But they've also sent themselves, they themselves have sent a message, right? Yeah, they've apologised and they said, oh yeah, we're sorry, we want to roll back the pricing, but we can't do it until after the Steam sale, because those are the rules. How convenient. How convenient. And they said they'll refund anyone, well, they'll try and refund the difference to you, either in cash if they can, or in like credits for games if they can't, or if they can't even do that, they'll just donate it to charity. I don't know, it's the principle of the thing. Because... The actual price now is within 10 Hong Kong dollars, which is about a pound of the lowest price it has ever been, which was the last time there was a major Steam sale. So arguably, you know, I'm not really losing out if I was to buy it now, but still, it's just really wound the community up. I think it's one of those things that just makes people angry when you feel like people are trying to pull a fast one. Yeah, no one wants to be treated as if they're dumb. They have said, they're going to roll back the pricing changes. So we'll see what happens after the Steam sale. Actually, talking about, like, again, no one likes to feel like they're getting a bad deal. And I should also comment on Sleeping Dogs. Because on the one hand, it is a great time to buy it if you want to buy it and you don't own it. Because it's 80% off. And, you know, you can play along next time with a book club game. But the version you can buy in Hong Kong, it actually puts up a warning to say this version can only be played in Hong Kong, Taiwan and some other countries. And it's quite unusual because you don't usually see that warning. Like, I think Steam will warn you that you can't activate it. Like, you can't add it to your library unless you're in Hong Kong, usually when you buy it on the Hong Kong store. So you can't gift it to people who aren't in Hong Kong. But this is the first time I've actually seen a game that says you can only play it in Hong Kong or Taiwan or whatever. So... I don't really want to buy it. And then the other weird problem is, despite the fact it has this weird Hong Kong only restriction, it actually costs more than if you were to buy it in the US or the UK even, shockingly. So that really surprised me. It's more expensive than it is on the UK and US Steam stores, which don't have these restrictions. So I was pretty shocked. I mean, the thing is, I already own Stephen Dogs anyway on Steam but not the definitive edition. I own the original edition, which they don't sell anymore. But I actually don't think there's much point buying the definitive edition anyway, because the original version on Steam is already like 60 frames per second and 1080p and whatever. Whereas obviously the console version's got a significant upgrade in the definitive edition. So I'm not planning to buy it again. But, you know, that's just sensible. Unless I want to get 2,000 games. What are you going to do? You're going to play it on console, aren't you? Because you've already got it on console. Yeah, I've got it on PS3. And I have a PS3 now. I don't have my PC. Hmm. So, why are stickers so special to you? But achievements aren't. Why will you do so much more for a sticker? It's not as simple as that, I know. Let's go. It kind of is as simple as that. I think it's like a cognitive defect. It's really weird when... 
with introspection and you're thinking about how you think and you can recognize that you're doing something really stupid and yet somehow you can't stop yourself. I don't know if you have this or maybe you just don't recognize when you're doing something stupid. I, I do stupid stuff. I just say that I've, I'm weak-willed. So as we've previously said, FOMO, fear of missing out, the stickers are a limited time thing. I want to earn them now. I think that's literally all it is because the stickers don't give you anything. They're completely pointless. We, we must be able to keep the sticker collection, right? You can keep the sticker collection if you've unlocked all the stickers. And if you've not? If you've not, I think they just go away at the end of the sale. They cannot do that. They can't do that. This is false advertising. Because surely I should see, like, oh, I tried and this is what I got, how far I got. It can't be left with nothing. It can't be all or nothing. I think it is. Oh, you're kidding me. Read, read the fine print. Oh, you are... Oh, there'll be so much disappointment in the community. Yeah, from losers. Thanks. <laughs> I oh, let's, let's hope you're one off then. Let's just hope. Let's <laughs> just hope, yeah. You're just one off. That's it. And whoa, any, any closing comments? Any closing comments? Nah. What's your game count now? Let's, let's check. Let's do it. 1061. 1061, yeah. So I have the Games Industry Guardian 1000 Plus badge. But as you can see, I'm a long way off 2000. You're halfway there. I have no idea how this guy got 2000. I'm actually thinking, is he just buying games just to pad out the stats? I'm like really shocked. I'm genuinely shocked. Are you going to update your featured games? Oh yeah, I should. What should I, what should I put on? PUBG. No, because that won't, you know, that's... That's not differentiating you. That's not telling the community anything. Everyone's playing PUBG. Yeah. PUBG's got like 4 million downloads now already. It's doubled again. It's so hot right now. But not everyone's good. It's not too late. It's not too late for you to come in there and clean up. Or just be respectable, really. I have heard that the average skill level on the Asia servers is really low. So maybe that's also why I managed to win that game. Why is that? I think this kind of game just isn't that popular in Asia. Like, the genres of game that are more popular on average are RTSs and MOBAs and MMOs. Whereas in the West, obviously, well, MOBAs are just popular everywhere, but FPS and third-person shooters generally, I think, are more popular. It's interesting because this is made in Korea. I did not know that. We need to fact check this, but it's Blue Hole. I remember this because it's a funny name. Yeah, it's a funny name. When I saw Blue Hole, I was like, what butthole? <laughs> oh no, Blue Hole. Oh, it does indeed appear to be Korean. Yeah, so player unknown has had to move to Korea. Well, I don't know what that means. I mean, it can't mean I'm wrong, obviously. So Obviously not, sorry. So maybe that means the skill level in Asia is really high and I'm even better than I thought? Of course. Yeah. Can only <laughs> that, mean that. That's right. That's how to interpret the facts. It's the only way to interpret the facts. Good. I'm glad we agree. We were Lost Levels Club. We still are Lost Levels Club. Please rate and subscribe to us on iTunes. Please, please, please. You can get in touch with us on email. Mike.and.ting at lostlevels.club. On Twitter. At Lost Levels Club. On Reddit. Slash R slash Lost Levels Club. On YouTube. Link in the show notes. Well, that's it. That's it.
What are you grateful for? Got in there first. I'm grateful that you have let me be ill all over you in this small room. It's fine. It just means I'll call in sick on Monday and play PUBG all day. I'm glad you're okay with that. <laughs> I was going to say I'll see you there, but I can't. So Michael says bye. Bye-bye.